And hi everyone and welcome to Steer the Pod podcast where we talk about topics that need to be steered a little bit deeper. My name is Paolo and of course together with me are my co-hosts Mr. Miles and Mr. Chino. What up guys? Another Sunday. End of the week. End of start the week. of the week pala, sorry. Kamusta? Kamusta naman yung week so far? Okay naman, okay naman. Um, okay naman. You know, we just uh, finished uh, with our last uh, episode. We were interviewing some doctors that helped us, no? Serious talk. Oh. Yeah, serious, serious talk in last man. episode natin. And then uh, now, um, you know, let's try to have some casual conversation, some fun you know, uh, have you have you ever heard of the place Poblacion? That magical place. Doon yata na-meet ni Miles yung girlfriend niya eh. Doon yung first date namin. Ah, kita mo? Uh, po- in uh, Kampay. Oh. Kita mo? Poblacion. That's why it's a very memorable uh, ah, place for us. So, Doon yung, yun yung first time holding hands kami. Interesting, interesting. Nag-share ba kayo ng stick ng fishball sa labas, Miles? <laughs> That's how it went. Wala, wala. Umuwi na kami agad. So, alam mo guys, it, it really interests me how Poblacion became from Poblacion to Pob. So, people would always say na, oh, Pob tayo, Pob tayo. So, diba? So, parang nagbago na yung meaning ng Poblacion eh. So, sino ba guest natin ngayon, Miles? Well, um, this guy, no? Uh, since medyo exposed nga ako to the music culture here, um, this was, uh, he was one of the people who I would say supported uh, a lot of times uh, yung career ko in that aspect, no? And I consider him one of the visionaries. Uh, lahat ng mga, I think he has a Midas touch, no? Anything na he touches turns into gold. From, uh, yeah, Joe's Brew, Kampai, uh, Nokal, Ebitian. Yeah. Those are all my favorite uh, brands. No? So without further ado, the, the, the one and only. The one and only. No? Poblacion's so, own. Okay. So Mr. Marco Virai, Ma- uh, welcome up, to guys? the show, Marco. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Thanks welcome. for making the time, Marco. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, Miles. Thanks for Thank the you, really good introduction. I, I think that's... Uh, um, <laughs> I don't think I have a Midas touch. If I did, I would be the happiest <laughs> man alive. <laughs> but we tried to do our best, at least. And, you know, it's, uh, I think I met Miles. Um, if I'm not mistaken, we met at my cousin's wedding. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then we started, like, seeing each other in Poblacion more often. And then you started playing with us also. You did yeah. some gigs for us. Is he a yeah. good DJ, Marco? He's a great DJ, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Amen. Ah, yeah, for context, no. Um, si yung group ni Marco always took care of the talents well. Yeah, and that's uh, something you could be proud of in terms yeah. of fun. You know how they run a business. Yeah. Just, well. just, for, just for context, mm-hmm. lang for the listeners, Marco. No, what are yeah. the businesses you own in Poblacion? In Poblacion, okay. Well, some of them are closed during the pandemic, but uh, we started off with Joe's Brew. And then we opened Kampai. We have NoCal. We also have uh, the Spirits Library. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Ebiten. And uh, recently, we just opened Fokia. And they're all located in Poblacion. They're all located in Poblacion. So um, I have a few businesses outside of Poblacion. Yeah. Um, Ebiten luckily has branched out. So we've, we've been able to, uh, to open in Eastwood and BGC. 
Um, and then I also started getting into, um, you know, some businesses in Shargao. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, you know, Publishon's my home base. Nice, nice, nice. Sige, so, so I don't think I don't think we've ever had a guest na sobrang hinaip talaga ni Miles before yeah. you came in. As, as in before before a few days before na kinikwento pa lang niya, oh I we got Marco Veray as part of the show. Ibe, yeah. almost every day he'd talk about you, bro. I think he has a man crush. <laughs> actually, when he uh, brought it up, uh, I was actually looking forward to it because you know I really wanted to find out, you know, how it all you know, began. Eh. You know, you, you you know how you know, lifespan ng typical bar or club yeah, is very yeah. short here in Manila, right? Yeah. So you know, there are some people who say that tapat uh, in six months ROI kanak. Say after six months, wala na, de yeah, People yeah. are gonna you know forget you already, ganyan, diba? But in publishing, parang it didn't happen, eh? Diba? It wasn't like that, eh? You know, people yeah. just kept on coming and coming. Yeah. You know, became part of the culture, bro. Oh, uh, tama. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, before we go siguro to the details, you know, why don't you tell first our listeners, uh, you know, something about yourself, bro? Okay, well, so, you know, uh, my name is Marco. Marco Virai. Everybody calls me Marco. Um, I pretty much grew up here in the Philippines till I was college. Um, I, I was very fortunate. My parents were... Um, you know, hard workers. And so I, I grew up with a family of entrepreneurs. Um, my family on my dad's side, we're originally from Poblacion. My, my dad grew up in Poblacion. My grandmother and grandfather uh, lived there for the longest time. Uh, my grand aunt and our family is very involved with the local politics. So we've been, you know, she, she was the longest uh, barangay captain um, for almost 20 years. And so, you know, I've, I've been very attached to Poblacion, not just because, you know, um, it's a place that we always go to, but it's yeah. because, you know, it's kind of like our province. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, went to high school in La Salle. Um, Animo. And, we're all from, yes. we're, we're all from La Salle. GH ba kayo? GH. Sila, sila, sila. Kami, okay. kami. GH, GH. Meron so, G- uh, loyalty certificate. Meron ka ba nun? <laughs> the, the only award <laughs> that I got. Oh, ako rin. Loyalty award. Wala, ano ako eh. High school lang ako nag-GH. Grade ah. school I was in Montessori. Tapos ah. college naman, UANP. And then after that, I, I basically went abroad. So from, you know, after college in 2006, I lived um, in the U.S. for 10 years. You know, I was, uh, you know, luckily I was, you know, I was born there. So it's easy for me to, to move to the yeah. U.S. and find a job. And so I, I started off, my first ever job was I was a hotel uh, front desk for like a, a Motel 6. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, one of those uh, cheap uh, hotels, motels, I, I worked there for a year. And then eventually, I started doing door-to-door sales. You know, I I I, I uh, started selling office supplies. So that, Damn, um, for sofa, pinesa. It's exactly you know, parang ganon. For sure, I'm selling copy paper, toners. You know, you name it. I work on a, an area, and then I just basically knock on you know different businesses and just be like you know looking for the owner. You know, yeah, maybe yeah. you guys need some some office supplies. So I did that for about a year and a half eventually led me to New York. Um, you know, I was doing so good at door-to-door sales. They moved me to Connecticut. Um, and so I, I tried living in Connecticut. Um, I just couldn't stand it. <laughs> not my, not my, uh, not my, uh, not, not the type of state that I would want to stay in, especially if you're by yourself. 
How come? How come? Is it because of the culture, the people? Or? It's different, right? Eh? Like suburbs. Know, it's it's a suburb. Um, it's 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 part of New England, so you know it's uh, there are not much Filipinos out there, and you know from the Philippines coming to the US, yeah. you don't really know much people. You feel like every Filipino is like family, and so I I didn't really see um or you know have, have much relatives there, so it's kind of hard. Yeah. Um, I wasn't used to the snow, which are the, the snow is like, you know, <laughs> first time start I lang masaya. Yeah, so start lang. And then once you experience winter, that was yung time na yan, it was like there was a record breaking winter, like tons of snow. Yeah. And I just couldn't handle it. And I was like about to give up. And then, you know, New York was just on the horizon. So I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll try going to New York. And then eventually, you know, found a good job. I worked for a financial publisher. So I, I did sales. So I was selling data. Um, I, I was oh. um, doing a lot of sales to banks, investment bankers, hedge funds, um, which eventually, funny story, you know, I was already happy working in New York. They actually, in 2015, they opened an office in Manila. So they transferred me to Manila. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> what a coincidence. Okay, what a coincidence. So, you know, and I was like, you know, why not? You know, I go to Manila. I'm, I'm, I'm an expat. You yeah. know, I get paid, you know, my New York salary. They pay for all these benefits. So like, Solid. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. At that so, point ba, nang uh-huh. hinayang ka na parang you're going to give up the the New York life? The first world country life. To go well, back to your roots. It was supposed to be a two-year contract lang. I, I, I was going to do it for two years because one, I, I also miss home. My, my whole family is here. You know, I have a lot of friends here. So I was like, you know, if it's just going to be two years, then it's good. It wouldn't hurt. Vacation. Yeah, yeah. Just try it out, you know, and then if it doesn't work, I can always just go back to New York. That was the, that was the option. But you would uh, visit the Philippines like at least once a year, Maganon, or? Ma, once every two years. Depends. Ah, so not, you know? not quite. Yeah. Not, not quite. But, yeah. you know, it depends. Eh? Usually, because I also have family visiting the States. So most of the time we'll spend it there because my lola is in California. Rin. Yeah. So for me at that point, this was around maybe 2014, 2015, you know, I, I really was kind of settled and happy in New York, you know, and um, had no plans to come back to Manila until that happened. Um, and funny story, you know, when I was in New York, my brother would come visit me every summer. And one time he took a short course to craft beer making, homebrewing. And so you know that happened a year before i came back and when i came back we were like you know what let's just try and do this as a business so you know on the side while i was having my full-time job i was working on um, a craft beer business which is joe's brew with my brother yeah you know he would brew the beer um and then i was the one in charge of the business side i would sell i you know i did my door-to-door sales experience going from bar to bar (laughs) yeah i did bar to bar to bar to bar i met all the bar owners so you'd uh, do sampling no i'll do the sampling i would set up meetings i would do some events and then eventually as i met all these bar owners someone sold me a bar (laughs) (laughs) yeah someone sold me a bar which is kampai yeah so it was on top of tambay Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he sold it to me at a really good price. And I was like, you know what? Why not, you know, get into this? And that was the time my contract in New York was expiring. Yeah. And so my full-time job, they were like, you know what? It's time for you to move back to New York. We're going to close the office in Manila, unfortunately. Um, and we're going to move it to Thailand. So it's either you move to Thailand or you go back to New York. We have a job for you. 
And so that was kind of like a pivotal time in my life. Yeah. It was like, okay, should I go back to New York or should I continue on with Joe's Brew and then get this bar and just, you know, um, mm. you know, try to do um, business. And, you know, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Actually, yeah. my, my, my uh, bachelor's degree was uh, entrepreneurship. Okay. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Went to New York, talked to my company and I was like, you know what? I'm sorry, but you know, um, maybe you can just make me redundant. Yeah. <laughs> did you, know, you give so, them a finger or the no, universal no, no. sign? No, no. no, no. Really. <laughs> uh, I was trying to make, get them to make me redundant para may severance yeah. ako. Uh-huh. So, you know, they, they did that. They made, you know, I was able to convince them like, you know what, you made me move to Manila and now, and you know, it's just so hard. So they made me redundant. I got a good severance, uh, severance check. Yeah. And I used that to buy the bar. I'm going to live every man's dream now. Gonna uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to try my luck. And I was like, if it doesn't work, yeah, it can always come back to the States, yeah. you know. Ganda, ganda. I'm, 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 I'm curious, lang, Marco, about... Uh, so, you're selling you're selling beer to the mm-hmm. owner, original owner of Kampai. And then, how, mm-hmm. how, how did they say that? Um, would you rather buy lang my bar? Or, well, uh-huh. so what he did was standby, if you guys are familiar yeah. with standby. So Tambay was originally just a, a convenience store na they converted yeah. to mm. you know some they had some tables and chairs. Sarap ng isaw doon. Sarap ng isaw doon. Oh, dude. finger all that yep. stuff. It's really good. And then one time nagiinuman kami, you know, and he was, you know, it was a good friend because we were, you know, patrons of his place. He was like he renovated the second floor and turned it as an, an extension. And then he was like, you know what? Um sabi niya pare, hindi ko na ano eh, hindi ko na kaya, medyo pagod na ako. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I can't do this every day. You know, every bar owner goes through that. Yeah. I, I went through that. And I was like, oh, so, anong gusto mo? Well, baka gusto mo, bilhin mo na lang yung taas. Ito lang naman ginastos ko. You know, sabi niya, you know, this is what I spent. And baka if you can pay me for whatever I spent, you can have the upstairs. And so I was like, hmm, you know, light bulb. Yeah. And when that happened, yun nga, sakto, I got my severance check and I had money. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Um, but instead of just taking over the space as it is, I started thinking kind of like, okay, how do I make this better? You know, how do I, how, how do, how can I make this bar, you know, different from what it is? And how can I make this really good? Because, you know, technically, you know, Joe's Brew, I said, we ended up opening our brewery and tap room. So it was also in Publishon. Mm-hmm. So it was in Holy Smoke. So we had yeah. that bar, yeah. but that bar is small. It's, it's really like the tap room that we did there was really supposed to be an office and that we just decided, you know what, why don't we just have a tasting room so people can come? Yeah. You know, we our, our focus was just selling beer to to bars and restaurants. We really didn't want to get into the business of bars. Yeah. Yeah. And so when Kampai happened, first thing I did was I, I called the people who I looked up to in the bar industry. Um, uh, first person I tapped into was uh, Lee Watson. So Lee Watson is Bell and Dragon. Bell and Dragon. Damn, uh, talaga. ABV, um, you know, he, he Soler, he's he's a he's a very popular bar consultant. Um, you know, and a lot of people know him in the bar industry because what he does is he sets up bars um and then he gets paid for it. So it's either he's part of the bar or certain bar owners would hire him and pay him to do bars. And so I talked to Lee Watson and I was like, hey, Lee, you know what? I got this opportunity. You know, we've always got along, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, you want to come in with me? And I was like, you, do you want to do this with me? And then he was like, the investment at that time was very small. Because you compare 
Kampai, that place, to an investment like a Bell and Dragon. Yeah. That's nothing. That's cheap yeah. change, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like, yes, okay, let's do it. You know, I was like, okay. And then I was like, you know what, wait, I want to bring one more guy in. I don't know him, but I know um, of him. Um, we got common friends. And I want to see if I can get him in. That's where I talked to Jason Song. So if you guys are familiar with Jason, yeah, you're yeah, uh, familiar with name, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's a DJ. Um, you know, he also has this uh, collective called Groove, um, and he's you know he's uh, also part of the the palace, the you know the mm. embassies that, that that you know that group that of group. Eric Kua. Yeah. Um, although he really, I I felt like he wasn't really managing. He was more of like an investor on that side. So I, I spoke to him, told him what my concept was. You know, at that time, nobody really looked at Poblacion. Everyone was curious. Mm. <clears throat> But he was like, you know, I like the idea. And I was like, you know what? Uh, Tambay downstairs, Kampai. I want to make it like an Izakaya bar with the yeah. really good cocktails. Lee Watson cocktails. You oh. know, the way he does his cocktails. And I wanted you to help me curate the music. Mm. And, yeah. you know. Tama ba, Marco? Yeah. At that point, um, the only ones that are open back then was Tambay and uh, Z Hostel. Yeah. Z Hostel, yeah. And then uh, El Chupacabra. Heckle and Jekyll. So, um, yeah. when when you were about to uh, make Kampay, mm-hmm. Poblacion wasn't really pub, the pub yet. Um, Or it was we, getting there already. When we... So, Joe's Brew in Poblacion, actually. So... Just to give you guys, an, I'll, go, I'll backtrack a bit. We, mm-hmm. uh, Joe's Brew, I said we opened 2016. Um, and when we opened Joe's Brew there, I, my, one of my best friends, Juan Gutierrez, owns Holy Smokes. We had this idea of like him creating a, you know, a barbecue um, restaurant or you know, Texas-style barbecue restaurant. And I would connect my brewery there. And we wanted, personally, we wanted to do it in Poblacion. Not because we felt like it was already... Getting to where it is, yeah. but because we have a like, you know, I, I have a, a, a very close relation to the neighborhood, and I was like, you know, let's just mm-hmm. do it in Poblacion. You know, I, I know people there, my family's there. That's how it started. Although we did um, at that time, Chupacabra was also around, so we kind of felt like, you know, the stuff going on on that side closer to Burgos was mm. was already kind of evolving into something. Um, But yeah, when we did that in 2016, we we had no idea what was gonna happen or you know um, yeah. how this thing would evolve into. Um, so you know, so I'll go back to Kampai. You know, when we when we when I started talking to Jason, he had you know he he kind of bought into the idea. Um, you know, I was personally um, because of my experience in New York, I was so in love with Brooklyn. You know, and I felt like Poblacion was like Brooklyn. It could be know? Brooklyn. Yeah, you know, because you know, you you have your places, you have your places in Manila, like the BGCs. The, that time there was the Valkyrie, the Red mm. Rebels. You know, it was it was all kind of high end VIP. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I like that gritty place, you know. Yeah. So uh. it, this was, you know, the, the way we 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 saw this, and it also applies to when we opened Noka. But you know, I'll get to that later. But When we saw this, it was like, dude, this is the complete, you know, anti-establishment. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yep. You know, this is, I, I don't like going to, to freaking Valkyrie and trying to call somebody <laughs> to get me in. You know, I was yeah. that guy. You know, I didn't know any of the BGC. I didn't know any of the owners back then. I, yeah. I had no, no close relation. I had to call a friend who knew them so that way I don't have to pay. 
and I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. You know, I, 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 with New York during, let's say, 2010 to 2015, you know, that's, that's when the whole kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, but for the whole kind of hipster revolution oh. started. Kumbagawa, that was the grunge. Grungy, that was the uh, grunge, yeah. And so I felt like that was already kind of, you know, following in the Philippines. Yeah. And Publacion was the perfect place for it. You know, so, and true enough, you know, Publacion became that, yeah. you know. Um, and so, so, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. So, so b- b- before you uh, deep dive no, to the Publacion, you know, what it was before. Siguro, let's uh, backtrack. Mm-hmm. What was it like before it became pub? You know, like, Ego Miles Chino. I mean, when people say Poblacion, what would you, you know, think of? Ringside. Diba? Yung midget boxing. Midget boxing. Yeah. Yung, I, I remember yung... si Hostel Palacio ni Don Pedro pa yan. <laughs> ah, talaga? Uh, it, was a, it was a brothel. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, What's the experience for Don Chino? Bro, hindi ako. Tatanong natin yung friends natin. Yung mga taga-Magallanes. They were the ones who used to go there a lot. So, di ba? Si Yehe, Yahoo. Yahoo was still there Yahoo. in that area, di ba? Uh, yeah. And then, Bago uh, na yung Yahoo. Oh. Si Fiamma. Hindi, Fiamma medyo malayo. Na malayo na na konti. Oh. Yeah. But ako um, naman, yung uh, memory ko of ano, no? uh, Poblacion. Si Kao Ocampo kasi, di ba? One of the OGs din yan of the community. Eh. Mm-hmm. So... Z Hostel talaga, when I started playing with them, parang it catered to a very exclusive crowd parang that time, no? Yeah, Aside yeah. from the locals, the mm-hmm. locals of Poblacion. Mm-hmm. Very exclusive pa siya. Very exclusive. Well, it's a, it was a niche back then. Oh. Niche, whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know it, it felt exclusive in a way because it was just people who knew each other. It was a community. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was a community that just knew each other. That was like maybe... Up till two to three degrees, maybe two degrees uh-huh. now. Yeah. Um, but be, before that, like you know, Poblacion really. I mean, to, you know, there's no denying Poblacion was really a red light district. You know, you 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 see you see a lot of the girly bars. Yeah. There were brothels. You'd see, you know, unfortunately, like you'll see like lady boys and prostitutes yeah. in yeah. the street. Yeah. You know, that's what Poblacion was mm. to most people. But you know, to me, who who knew Poblacion, I mean, Poblacion's actually, you'll be surprised, it's very rich in culture. You know, um, they have a very strong um, connection with the church that's in Poblacion, which is the Makati Archdiocese. Um, that's one of the, the main church for Makati. Um, they do processions, you know, so there's a lot of activities um, in the barangay that revolves around the church's activities also. Um, mm. The fiesta was a big, big part of Poblacion. Um, you know, you'd see people celebrating every year. This was before this whole pub Poblacion thing happened and blew So it up. became holy, no? Before yeah, it became it, unholy. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a part that it's holy. Uh. There's always the unholy part there that was there for a long time. But for me, you know, Poblacion back then was was good. Even the market in Poblacion, yeah. we used to live in Bel Air. And uh, most people in Bel Air would actually still, you know, would would go to the market of Poblacion. Yeah. Back then, pero that one changed. Medyo dumumine. Yeah. Pero you know, Poblacion was the it's the main town in Makati. It's called yeah. Poblacion because it's you know it's the capital yeah. of the city. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and that for me, Poblacion was like that. You know, it was always more of a residential community. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was more like uh, you know, pag when we come provincia and you see all your relatives, that that yeah. was publication for me. 
um, you know, and uh, of course, you know, the girly bars and all that eventually kind of that's, you know, for, pe- for people who aren't familiar with what yeah. Poblacion is. You know, that's that's the stigma. You know, it was a red light district. But mm-hmm. no? I mean, how it uh, the image, the branding changed. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, of course, it wasn't overnight. But mm-hmm. you know, weekend after weekend, you know, people started talking about it. You 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 saw the movement there eh, you know, from the ground up. Na parang Kasi when start, Pop- it was all white guys who, yeah. who would go vacationing. Oh, exactly. Then, <laughs> They're Kasi, still there, though. Because <laughs> when when publishing started happening, ano ba yung uso sa BGC? Eh, labanan ng BGC versus publishing lang yun, eh, di ba? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think man, eh. what made publishing different, um, especially like when when we started doing Kampai, you know, I don't I don't want to take full credit, you know, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we we did something really well. Was, you know, we we tried to veer away from the mainstream. You know, we had a music policy. Which Jason song I have to attribute it to him, you know. Without him, like personally, I'm I'm not good in like I wouldn't know the difference back then with what's yeah. house music with what's EDM, mm. but now I do. But you know, he made up made it a point that we have a music policy where we don't play top forty, we don't play EDM, you know, we don't play certain types of music. Um, you know, that's because you know we wanted to differentiate ourselves and so- we wanted to attract that type of crowd. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. what I noticed also. Yeah. Puro indie. No, I think that's the genre of uh, uh, publication, yeah. mga indie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ang recollection ko of Kampay also, no? That time, kasi sabay kayo ng Palilia, di ba? A bit... Uh, yeah. Or I baka so. a, a bit delayed uh, pa ang Palilia, di ba? Mas um, nauna pa yung Kampay? Well, yung Kampay, actually, so we we have a new Kampay, so in a new place. Oh, yung new. Pero in the old, the original Kampay, If I'm not mistaken, that was 2017. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Parang 20... that time, no? I think in, in my observation lang, no? Yan yung nag-aagawa ng crowds, eh. Polilia mm-hmm. and Kampay. But the difference with Kampay, you had live music, eh. Yeah. Which adds yeah. to the experience talaga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, the only problem we had in Kampay, if, if you guys, well, when Kampay opened, you know, just, you know, we didn't expect it to be when it is. We, we, we had no idea, like, To be honest, like some some people who get into business, they have these business plans. This is what's gonna happen. We really didn't know what to expect, um, but eventually it just just blew up to the point that our floors were always shaking and we were always scared. Um, we got a big fight with the neighbors with yeah. with the iglesia and they yeah. shut us down. Really. <laughs> Yeah, they should. <laughs> How do you yeah. deal with that? Oh, uh, that was hard, man. That was like one of my most saddest days, to be honest. Because uh, when it comes to residential campaigns, walang laban eh, di ba? Like, walang laban eh. Di Fiamma, just to uh, share lang din. Fiamma, uh, nagreklamo din mga Bel Air, taga Bel Air. And, uh, you know, during their peak uh, Fiamma Fresh Fridays, you know, there were like two Fridays in a row na they, they closed down. They closed down, yeah. Na imagine mo how much they were making every time if you have a fresh Friday. Balito mga half a million yun, mga ganun. Yeah. So what more with you guys, diba? Well, that was actually, that point is basically one of the biggest, if not the biggest problem in Poblacion. Yeah. Is how do you uh, manage the residents? Residence. Yeah. Mainly you know, it's a residential area naman kasi yeah. talaga. No? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a weird classification eh, because it's like a, It's partly residential and partly business. So uh-huh. there are certain types of business that you can do. 
yeah. um, based on this ruling. And, and that's why you notice most of the businesses are just made out of these houses because, you know, um, you, you don't really see too, too commercial, you know, masyadong commercial places. Like there's no Jollibee in Poblacion. Yeah. You know, you see these small mom and pop places that, you know, just basically just opened up inside a house or sharing it with a house. So, ganun yung ano eh, ruling yan eh. Parang, you know, like pumunta ka sa barangay poblasyon, may makikita ka mga water station o sari-sari store na nakadikit sa bahay. Yan, pwede. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, ginawa ng mga business owners na medyo, you know, parang, you know, sige nga, why, yeah, why, why don't I make a bar that's connected to a house? Mm-hmm. And so, that's, you know, that's what happened. And because of that, um, you know, it's, it's also, it's similar to some cases abroad, you know, the term gentrification. You know, mm-hmm. some... When a place gets gentrified, I yeah. mean, the number one issue really is, of course, the residents, especially the ones who can't accept the gentrification, who yeah. love their neighborhood, who are used so used to every day for 50 years, you know, sleeping soundly and, you know, um, waking up while yeah. watering their plants. And all of a sudden, boom, there's like bar after bar after bar. Here, Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's why BGC worked, no? Because uh, it, it full of buildings, walang, yeah, walang, walang it was zoned as a commercial you know? area talaga. Yung poblacion yeah. parang Marco, ano you eh. touched on it. Yeah. Sorry, you you touched on it a while ago uh mm-hmm. how you said that lumaki yung local you weren't expecting it to be so big. But then was it big from the start, na ba? Maybe you could take us through the early parts lang. Uh, uh how did you make it into such a big thing? Which one? Uh, you, you you mean no no color kampai? Sorry, kampai kampai. Sorry, my oh. bad. Kampai kampai. Okay. Well, yun yeah. For me, it was we really didn't expect it. So I, I I I if you ask me how it worked, well, I think the combination between me, Lee, and Jason was a good match. Um, you know, um, we also, I think. You know, if, if I were to attribute it to that, I think we hired the right people. Mm. Um, we were probably the first ones to hire bartenders who weren't your usual bartenders, like people who actually have good degrees graduating from La Salle yeah. and all that. Mm. And, you know, and it, it was funny because I felt like um, back in the day, you look at this type of profession, it was looked down on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you see cool people actually doing it. I would usually, if it's a busy, busy time, I, I'd be in the bar serving yeah. drinks. Yeah. And I think that that kind of like changed the whole perception also of this type of this industry. And, you know, um, the people that we hired had good ideas. They had, you know, um, they, they were fresh and, you know, um, and I attribute it to the people who worked for us. I think in the, at yeah. the beginning, the very beginning we had, you know, bartender Sila Audrey, who now works in auto. Um, we had Joanna Kennedy, who was, you know, helping me with my marketing. Now she works for Don Papa. She's, she's out in the UK now. Um, I had Sarah Santos handling my, my social media. And we have these DJs who felt like they were all part of the family, you know, that just kind of like help us. And, you know, it, it became what it was, you know. And I think that's, uh, that's also kind of like the turning point where, you know what? Maybe publishing is about to become, you know, something yeah. bigger. And Galing, uh, you know, that's how you, uh, you know, saw the light, I guess. No? Saw yeah. the opportunity. You know, yeah. that's why, you know, uh, one bar opened after the other. No? Um, yeah. You know, right across the street, you know, where, um, uh, what do you call that? Attic, yung attic, ba? 
Tama ba yun? Mm. Attic? Yung right across the hostel? The, the jazz bar ba? Oh, the jazz bar? Oh, the apartment. The apartment. There you go. Apartment. Apartment. Sige, Marco, I have a question. Yeah. Um... Sige, you, parang you saw the success of Kampa, you know? Parang mm-hmm. exponential na yung growth niya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nandito yung Iglesia ni Cristo. Boom. Diba? Hit you hard. What yeah. was the mindset back then? To resolve it or tara, um, pivot na tayo? So what happened was, that time, Kampai was doing really well. I think we were on our fourth month and we were like, wow, oh my God, you know, it's like, who would have thought this place would do this much business? Marco, how much were yeah. you averaging? Let's steer the pot. <laughs> oh, sales or profit? Sales. In Kampai, the first one? Yeah. Fuck, man. I, when we opened at both sides, it was 150 to 180. Oh, not bad, dude. Not bad. That was yeah. that small a of a night. place, no? Yeah. Yeah, on a good night. On a monthly basis, I would probably hit anywhere from 2.5 to 3 million. Damn. Boom. For Kampaya, that small space. Yeah. And and uh, what's this? Uh, on a pe- peak nights, but are weekends or, or weekends week- usually? So Wednesday to Saturday would be your peak nights. Um, Damn. Thursday would be a bit slow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were you we were hitting enough. We were hitting numbers. We were like, whoa, what the fuck? Solid, solid. Good job. All right, continue. Sorry. Okay, and so when that happened, and this was all happening, the guy who owned NoCal, the space in NoCal, he had a, he had a bar that wasn't really doing well. And so it just oh. so happens again, this guy approaches me and asks me if I want to buy his place. <laughs> and I was like, huh, let me think about this. And then we were all in a high. We were like, dude, we're doing so well. You know, we, we need a bigger space. Yeah. We need something out of it. So we, we ended up doing NoCal. And NoCal is... <laughs> No Calsa <laughs> uh, tribute to my time in New York. It's really a place in New York that I felt like every floor was different. Uh-huh. You know, I've seen certain places that are like this in the Lower East Side. Yeah. You know, that, that was really the plan for No Cal. So when we did No Cal and we were about to open No Cal, but we couldn't resolve the issue with uh, the Iglesia ni Cristo. So, uh, sorry, uh, Iglesia ni Cristo is where exactly? It's 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 funny because it's actually across Nokal on Kalayaan, but it's closer to Kampai. Ah, um, it's like, okay. you know, it's on the side street. But it's, it's you know, the, the, the main issue there was they were blaming me for all the peas, the cigarette butts, <laughs> people puking by the gate. yeah. yeah, yeah. And they were like, it's you guys. And I'm like, well, it could be anyone. But, you know, I was nice enough to talk to them. I was the face um, that was talking to them. And I was talking to them in behalf of all these different establishments. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when it got to a time where I personally couldn't even control it, even if I use security and all that, well, I... You know, I was, you know, they, they they called me in the city hall. I had to meet with the head of the permits. We were, you know, the guy was shouting at me. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. And, you know, my mom was actually with me at that time. And I was like, you know what? Um, if it's just going to be like this, and it's going to be like this every day. Mm-hmm. And when Kampai was happening, dude, I would get complaints from the neighbors every night. Yeah, It got to a point where I was so used to waking up in the middle of the night thinking so, there was a call and it's a complaint and I have yeah. to turn down the music. It was very frustrating. And because of that, that happened, you know, uh, things fell apart um, with me and the owner of Tambay. You know, unfortunately, we were good friends and things kind of, you know, didn't work yeah. out with us because of this issue. And so 
I was like, you know what? We made some good money in the four months. Yeah. That we four or five months that we opened. We've, you know, at that time, I think we were at like 80% of our investment already. Damn. And I was like, you know what? Let's just put it all in NoCal and just yeah. forget this and move on. And so, so we put up NoCal. So what that been? You had to close it down. I closed it down. Yeah. I closed it down. And Did you then, sell it or no? Um did you just live in it? You decided to just live it, live in it yeah. or something or what? Well, well, we had a, I had an issue because I, I, you know, for people listening, also getting into business, make sure your contracts are, you know, are, are on point. And, ah. you know, and I had an issue with the agreement I had with the owner of Tambay. So, you know, I could have co- taken him to court and yeah. all that, but I was like, you know, for something like this, you know, I mean, I mean, for something like this, I mean, I think, you know, this is nothing compared to what we can do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So let's it. just learn for it. Yeah, Le- learn from it. And yeah. so, you know, when we opened NoCal, there was a time NoCal and Kampai were kind of open at the same time. And that was that was crazy. Imagine I was like going back and forth. I'm the one who's hands-on and there every yeah. day. I'm also very, you know, I'm, I'm a micromanager, unfortunately yeah. or fortunately. But, uh, you know, when that happened, like I said, when we closed, you know, I was it was very depressing. It was one of like, you know, one of the, you know, the most saddest times in my mm-hmm. life, you know. Um, and no cal happened and no cal just basically you know um, gave all that confidence back to me so is, is it is it safe to say that Kampai's uh, shelf life was only four to five months something like that it's about six months six months yeah. a month so it was six months six months when we relaunched it because we we extended it that the one side lang naging two yeah. sides yeah and it's uh, different compared to the other bars no pal like other bars they died down because nobody was going eh. yep. here you ended it at this at yep. its peak eh. mm-hmm. so, so uh, to my next question story, actually you know? w- were you able to successfully you know parang get the your crowd in Kampai yeah, for the crowd and though. move them to Nokal yeah um so when <laughs> funny thing so when I took over Nokal we had this whole idea of what we were gonna do um so we had to renovate and so we didn't launch NoCal till I think when, when Kampai closed, it was around May. The launch, the proper launch for NoCal was October. So in between May and October, we were like closing a floor at a time for a few months. The rest of the floors were open and we were calling it a, a Kampai pop-up. So Kampai moved over there. So this is the new, uh-huh. ca- you know, temporarily. Smart. And then, yeah, you know, and the, the crowd followed, the crowd followed. Yeah. Um, in fact, you know, um, by the time that we closed Kampai, because we were really on an upward trend. And, you know, it just basically, until we launched NoCal, NoCal, you know what? We were like, it felt like it was busy and getting busier. Yeah. Just till before the pandemic. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So let's speak, grab it in population area. Like, Rockwell would offer shuttles going there just so mm-hmm. you could park in Rockwell. Alam yeah. Yun. yeah, dude. Uh, Poblacion, like, so this was what year was this? Maybe 2018? Uh-huh. I think 2018. Though. I feel the best time for Poblacion was 2019. Between so, 2018 and 2019, that was like, you know, it, was, it wasn't too crazy yet. Yeah. Um, every business was making money. Um, everyone was packed. Um, you know, parking was a problem, but it was always a problem. But it was like, I felt like that was the the, the time where 
you know, when you, you, you know, you start seeing like Ferraris, Maseratis, Jaguars yeah. parked mm. in Kalayaan, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, dati wala mong ganun eh, you know, oh. you, you don't bring a Porsche in Poblacion, you know, exactly. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, <laughs> and then everyone was calling me, you know, my social life like blew up, yeah. like I started meeting like all these different like celebrities, politicians, Damn. you know. <laughs> you, guys, you guys never saw the opportunity of like uh, building a parking lot or something like that. Because, you know, I mean, parking lots <laughs> were, parkings yeah. were really a big uh, problem. And yet, if I was a business-minded person, an opportunity, right? Well, so, um, uh, you know, there, it's Romel of Z Hostel, actually had a plan to do a multi-level parking. Um, problema lang is, of course, one, um, the property value in Poblacion is very expensive. Uh, you, when you evaluate the amount of money you can make on parking per yeah. square meter yeah. compared to just having a bar, yeah. then that becomes like, okay, then fuck it. You know, if it's hard parking, bahala na kayo yeah. sa buhay niyo. So, bahala na. Parang yan yun lang mindset niyo, no? So, I don't yeah. want to worry about parking. Parking Wala, eh. No solution. Yeah. I actually remember before, parang, parang they launched an app na you could valet service something like yeah. that I remember I remember it, I, like I, I, I don't think that's in Poblacion eh. I think BGC yata, yeah. Yeah, it was Meron, they park yeah. your car Poblacion in Century Ball tapos they pick it up and then bring it back again no. yeah what they do is they park it in like Century and yeah. then you know they park it in Century and then all of a sudden when you try to get your car it's like an hour wait yeah uh-huh. so yeah, para, yeah, yeah. you know I'll just park far and then I'll just walk it yeah. But imagine the cultural movement of Poblacion, n- not just with people who go there, but then with businesses spreading because of it. Right? Oh, yeah. So to, to, to the point that they developed app just so people could park there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what you want to be in, no? Like uh, be part of the crave, the craze, right? Me, yeah. I have another question, Marco. Mm-hmm. No? So Poblacion, no? it basically blew up talaga. Um, mm-hmm. parang from a niche market. At some point, everyone was going there. Was yeah, there a time? Cool. Yeah. Became oh. mainstream. Oh. So, was there a time na parang, parang you told yourself na hindi ito yung parang gusto ko na envision na? Or were you okay with that? Well, I... You know, is like, if I, you know, was envisioning it, you know, I mean, when I was always thinking about Poblacion, I've always looked back into how the culture was in Brooklyn. Mm. That was, you know, nothing too mainstream, you know, small places, cool dive bars. You know, that was always my idea for publishing. Like what I thought and what I would, I would still think of was, was what, you know, what publishing should be. Um, you know, um, I think there were places that opened that didn't really understand what publishing is. Um, you know, I don't want to name him, but there were places that opened that, of course, brought a totally different crowd, um, played a totally different set of music, the complete, you know, anti to our mm. music policy, yeah. yeah, you know, which is a, also a different market, which, you know, I respect, you know, but I feel like Poblacion is, you know, what it is because of how we started with it. And so these new places that started coming up who really didn't, you know, understand the whole concept of the community, who didn't really, you know, work well with the community or, you know, didn't, because in Poblacion, we're, we're like a team, you mm-hmm. know, um, we, we are competitors, but we all help each other, 
you know, the success of one bar is the success of all the other bars because yeah. most of the people they probably will hop around different yeah. bars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so nag-iikutan lang yung mga tao. One time in Noka, we did a head count. We had like yeah. maybe 1,500 people go in the door, in and out. You know, that's how the culture was. Yeah. And so, you know, I wouldn't say that it veered away from what it is, but it 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 kind of got out of hand also. Some places opened in certain areas where you know, um, it's very residential. And so, you wouldn't you know, expect the, the bar to be yeah. there. And so the complaints started piling up and, you know, the, the LGU started cracking down. They became strict in the parking. They closed the gates. And this was yeah. like maybe around 2020 or 2019. Yeah. And that's where I felt like, okay, Publishon's kind of slowing down a bit. You know, it, 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 you know, maybe the peak's done mm-hmm. and it started kind of calming down. And it's not because it wasn't cool. But it was because we were having a lot of uh, restrictions. Restrictions, no? yeah, and uh, you know, so you know, that's you know, I think that's what happened. But Publishon was still, you know, it was still popping though. Yeah. It was just like I felt like some areas, especially that area in Don Pedro and all that, yeah, kind of mm. started to become stricter. Come in, local, we were okay, eh? yeah, because you know we were on Kalayaan, you know, mm. but. Some places inside, I felt like you know they, their businesses might have been affected with the you know with the crackdown of the LG. Marco, Marco, let's let's stir the pot, huh? uh, yep. Crazy stories. What do you have any crazy stories that you'd want to share? Oh, okay. Like uh, huh? tip, oh, or like a tipong uh, couples having sex in their car right in front of you know the streets or something. Uh, I mean. Chismis yung habol mo. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't really say much. You steer know, the pot. <laughs> Come on, Marco. Steer the pot. I, I don't want to incriminate myself. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Marco's <laughs> seen it all, bro. Yeah. Man. Yeah, you know, a lot of, you know, after parties, secret parties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of, uh, you know. Um, were there were there any, like, uh, secret NBA agent na bigay? Oh, yeah. Dude, crazy story. Oh, fuck. We had a uh, recording device found on our bathroom. Oh, lol. Yeah. Damn. So we Damn. found a recording device um, on the underneath the sink. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, this was in NoCal. A few days after, someone got busted. Um, Shit. You know, so I guess they were trying to entrap. Uh-huh. Um, another crazy story is... Uh, should I just... Okay. Crazy story, dude. This is funny. Yeah. So I was in NoCal one time. Group of guys got into a fight with another guy. All right. Um, <laughs> so he got into a fight with this other guy. So I was trying to stop it. You know, um, I was trying to stop this fight. I was like, this guy is in the bathroom. These guys were like, you know, they were hanging out with all these chicks, mga celebrities, typical na, you know, siguro mga, mga you know. The it crowd. Drop the names. Drop, drop names to mine. Well, it's funny. Because <laughs> so there was this guy there who was like, sta- yung kaaway niya, na medyo maitim. Tapos sabi sa akin, anak daw siya ni Nancy Binay. <laughs> oh. So sabi ko, oh, fuck, okay, anak ka pala ni Nancy. So we started talking. Meron pa akong ano, yung family namin. You know, we were, you know, we were, uh, my uncle was a counselor. You know, we were, we were ano, with the Binays. And I was like, yes, yes. You know, he started talking like that. Police came. He was like, he's the son of Nancy. Pulled the guy out. So the police came to pull the guy out. Inopakan pa nila sa labas. Walang ginawa yung police. The next day, first thing in the morning, I get a call from Nancy Binay. And she was like, who the fuck was acting 
um, to be my son. Oh, I have a son. He's in LA and would not get into a fight. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know? oh, shit. Of all the people who you would name drop, eh. But how did Nancy Binay know? Sinumbong because one of the partners namin, nagkwakwintuhan na, yung anak mo daw, napaaway sa ano. The next day, I was like, hinihin niyo yung CCTV footage. You know, she was like, I want to know who that guy is claiming to be my son. Yung mga polis, wala pang ginawa para, you know, And uh, you know, funny, but you know, things like that happen. I've seen fights happen yeah. in Nokal, not much, but I've seen some fights. Um, you know, um, I have, you know, like, but as a bar owner, how do you control those? No, I mean, well, yeah. it's going to cause uh, chaos in your bar, right? Disru- disruption, yeah. eh, bouncers and police. You yeah, know? We, we, we had a big issue with snatching. Huh. Every night someone loses a bag, loses a phone. You know, I I had to one time I even had tinuluyan ko pa, kinasuhan ko pa yung ano, pumunta pa ako sa police station. You know, inanakawan ng phone was like this, parang she was like the daughter of this journalist. And so we came out in the news. Nokal was in the news like for a lot of different reasons. Like, you know, um, and then we were. You know, there were NBI agents. Uh-huh. Alam ko eh, pag, ano, pag uh, agent, undercover. Alam ko eh. So, so, na, ano Naka-jacket pa. Naka-jacket pa. May, may belt bag. <laughs> na, ano. May belt bag. Ano. Tapos minsan, alam mo eh, minsan nakakausapin ka, boss. Ano yun kami dito. You know, parang, kaya na, okay, so bigyan mo ng beer. We were being watched. Like, so, you know, pero pag alam mo, NBI agent, you have to really like, oh, gusto mo beer, pagkain, mga ganun. Para at least, di ba? Safe, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You cooperate. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not after us, you know, but they're after like you know, kusino man minamataan nila. Yes, sure. At that time, war on drugs eh, was fairly new, so they uh-huh. you know, they were like cracking down on. I know there were places that got shut down. Time got shut down, you know, and so it was a bit scary, also. You know? Yeah. Sige, um, Marco, um, totoo ba yung misconception na uh, or I mean, can you clarify if? If uh, you have to be a party boy to be a bar owner, totoo ba yun? Well, I wasn't really much of a party boy, to be honest. But I became a party boy. <laughs> and uh, owning a bar is tough. And I realize that now. I mean, I'll be honest with you, it was fun. Yeah. But I I felt like I, I wasted a lot of uh, my liver. <laughs> um, there, were, there were nights na, you know, that I had like a streak, I think, for almost like two months straight. I was drunk every night. Damn. Damn. I was partying every night. You know, yeah. I'd come home, I'd wake up in the morning, and I'll be oh, like... Oh, sino yung katabi ko? Wala ba gano'n? But may recording device dito. Well, I mean, there were times na parang I would also wake up and be like, fuck, how did I get home? Uh, why, why is my shirt so clean? You know, uh, why, why is my phone charged? Yeah. And I'll have to think slowly, what the hell, what the hell happened? It was it was because it, it was becoming so repetitive. Yeah. Every night was the same. Uh, I wouldn't even remember. Was that yesterday? Was that two days ago? You know, and you know, I, I was at that time I was also taking my master. So imagine how much stuff I was doing, juggling yeah. things around. You know, and uh, you know, I was literal walang tulugan, dude. Walang tulugan. Means that my one time, dude. Funny story. In Kampai. There was this guy who freaking fell off the stairs. Damn. Uh, this was like 3 a.m. Nalalaki yung event na yun. Parang axe plaque. Ano pa yun. Tapos parang may kasabi siyang babae. 
Nahila daw siya nung babae. Gumulong-gulong doon sa hagdan. <laughs> so I felt so bad. I had to take him to the ER. Oh, you know, with my car. Damn. To the ER. Siska and everything. We were there till like 7am. And we were done. Brought him home. Puta, I had to go straight to, to class. Kasi I was taking my, my ME. My Master's in Entrepreneurship. Yeah. And when I... Puta, I went to class. Puta, wala akong tulog. May alcohol pa ako. Galing akong ER. Yeah. I was drinking. <laughs> Shucks, man. Hindi yeah, ko alam kung paano mo ginagawa, Marco. Yeah, pero it was, you know, that was, yeah. that was, you know, it was fun. I you mean, gotta to do what point. you gotta do. Oh. It was fun to a point. And you I didn't think, decide to hire like an assistant or something? No, we had the, no. Yeah, we had the manager. Um, you know, I had, uh, you know, some partners also. Pero kami, we were so hands-on. You know, we knew every aspect of the business. Yeah. If there was one person or one employee that didn't come in, I would know how to operate a POS system. Let's put it that mm. way. You know, I would know how to make a cocktail. I yeah. would know who to call if there's something wrong with the aircon. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so I think because of that, you know, that's you know why we were successful or you know why we had some success in this industry was because we we gave our heart and soul, everything. Yeah, we, we we gave everything to it. Yeah. So, Ma, yung memory ko always, Marco, no? I always see you on the floor, eh? Kasi hands-on ka nga, eh, di ba? Uh, And you're always with the hottest chicks in the <laughs> in the venue. Nux. Celebrities ba? Celebrities, bro? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, uh, the, 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 in they're, my they're, eyes, bro, mas celebrity oh. si Marco, eh. Kasi pinapaligiran talaga, eh, bro. <laughs> Sigeo, good friends lang. Sigeo Marco. So, okay, so pandemic hit. Mm. Pandemic came and came in. How did it uh, can you tell us the story on how everything just got swept away, you know? Yeah, so especially you know, during the early parts, it was oh. total lockdown talaga, you know? No movement. Yeah. Um So, so pandemic happened, okay? So pandemic happened around Maybe March, 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 March 2020. Year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks before pandemic, the lockdown happened, we just recently launched Kampai 2.0. We just had a big launch for the Spirits Library, which is, uh, you know, this is Lee Watson's dream bar. So what happened was the partnership between the three of us, we, like it became so, you know, we, we got so connected and we, we, we felt like we've never had partners like this, that we can just work together. The, the chemistry was so good. So we became partners in pretty much everything. Um, but we were about to open two new places. Um, we did a launch for it. I don't know, Miles, if you were able to come to the Kampai launch, the new one. No, no. And, uh, you know, we had no cal. Um, it felt like the same scenario when I had Kampai shut down. <laughs> you know, it's like, parang, what the hell is happening here? You know, I can't get, oh. um, you know what? It's like, are they just limiting me to one nice business at a time, yeah. you know, or not one nice bar at least, you know? <laughs> and, you know, when that happened, we were fully staffed. Um, I remember the company growing. Our, our last Christmas party, we already had 180 people. Damn. This was throughout different establishments. We had Joe's Brew, Kampai, Ebiten, Nocal, Yeah. Uh, with Spirits Library. We had our place in Chargao, Zicatella. Um, and, you know, when lockdown happened, it was tough to swallow. You know, it's just like, holy shit. At first, I was like, you know, this this can't be too long. This might be 30 days. After 30 days, mm. those, go, those go back. So calm the people down. You know, we were like, okay, you know what? We'll, we'll give you salaries for this month. No worries. And then it kind of prolonged, prolonged longer. And uh, it got to a point where 
you know um, wala na wala na parang we we still had to pay rent you know it's very frustrating i i was so frustrated na you know if if there's a pandemic and we're all affected yeah you know we have to share the burden yeah hmm. top to bottom you know you know the you know the the employee with the least salary to the guy who makes the most money are all going to be affected equally yeah. which means if you're a landlord you know help us out we're yeah. affected you should be affected you know and some you know some the landlords in some places especially like nocal you know you know i don't, don't want i don't want to badmouth or anything but you know, they were dicks ganun na dicks. lang yeah, yeah. Dicks. they were asking us to pay rent in full in advance pa I know, yeah. you know and i'm like I was trying to fight for it, you know, and so we had to, you know, the places were all dependent on the landlords because we, we all still had to pay the landlord. So, oh. you know, luckily, I still have Kampai, the new one. We still have Spirits Library, but we had to close NoCal, you know, we had to close Joe's Brew. You know, a lot of people were wondering. They were like, "Well, why did you close Nokal? That was so strong." Well, you know, and, and and to be honest, it was the most money. The, the most money I made was from Nokal, but I was like, you know, you're you're getting into this pandemic. We've made our money back in Nokal. You know, you know. Then it's just you know, let it go and just try to keep these two new places because we haven't really made our money back in these places. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, true enough. You know, luckily we were able to let go. But imagine if I still had it now, I'd still be paying almost what three hundred thousand a month. Yeah, dude. How long was it before you had to make the call? Like, was it two months, six in, months, three months uh, in, three months? Six months. Six, Damn, six, six, six months. Six months. March yun inantay ko siguro matil August September. Yeah. yeah. Damn. So talaga. So yeah, you paid. You paid all your employees. You paid the landlord for six months. Um, I paid the land. I paid the landlord for six months during the lockdown. The employees. Um, I paid them two months, and then after we started, um, you know, we tried to do, we, we tried to shift it. We tried to do food deliveries. We tried to focus mm. on, you yeah. know, our food. But what that didn't work. Eh. It didn't work. You know, no cows, no cow. You know, no, yeah. nobody. I mean, the food there. I mean, I, I mean, the food there was great, but of course, you know, uh, people went there to party and to have a good time. And yeah. That's, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, after that. You know, we we just slowly kind of like, you know, we had to let go. I remember it was so uh, it was so hard. Um, I was in a lot of pressure because you know, no cal. I have investors also aside from us three who are the main partners. We had a fourth partner, see Raul Forrest. He's you know uh, he, he handles our kitchen. Um, his dad Oya was like our mentor. You know, he I, yeah. full respect to him. Um, he taught me a lot of things. If there was something I I, I I learned from a lot was from this guy. His name's Oya. He owns Mamu you know, and all that, these other restaurants. Um, but you know, um, I was under a lot of pressure because there's one side saying we hang on. There's one side saying just let go. You know, and I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do here? You know, um, should I should we let go and save whatever cash we can salvage? Yeah. Pay off whatever debt we have, and you know, just be like, okay, we're done. We don't owe anyone anything. Where you know, or do we fight for it? There was one group saying you fight for it and all that, and uh, you know, I was I was very stressful, very stressful, um, you know, situation for me. Because I think um, Polilia closed down. No, was yeah. Polilia first? I'm not sure, but uh, could be Polilia came first, and. I think for us, I can't remember what the deciding factor was, but I, I, 
I got advice from people who had more experience. Mm. Like, yeah, see, oh yeah, the dad of Raul, uh, my aunt, my mom. And they were like, you know, you're young, you're doing very well, you open NoCal anytime, mm. you know, that shit's gonna blow up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? The brand is still uh, there. Yeah. So, you know, what does your, ano? Sorry. Yeah. Marco, what was your biggest ano, pivot? Like, did you decide to focus on the food business na lang muna? Or yeah. your Shergao business? Uh, me personally? That? Yeah. Um, I started flipping cars on the side. So I was always into mm. cars. So turned it into business. That helped me out a lot during the pandemic. I opened up this testing thing called Project Safe. You know, uh, okay. we were, you know, we were one of the first. Um, we get, you know, we got a lot of like corporate clients. Um, you know, I, I ate up a lot into my savings. Um, I, I guess started, uh, yeah. all business owners, no, did that. Yeah. No? ate up a lot from their savings. Yeah, I actually had to sell a lot of my things back in. You know, when things were doing well. You know, yeah. Da- pang, you know, um, other things, but you know, I think that the. the you know the Damn. the good thing about the pandemic, it's you know it it, it got me thinking, got me more mature now. Um, now I know what I want. I know my priorities. Yeah. Um, will I open another bar? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm done with bars. You know. That's a good I, question. No. The uh, how do you think the resiliency of the uh, restaurant bar industry would be after the pandemic? Uh, yeah. It'll come back. You know, I went to New York a few months ago. I spent a month and a half there. If you see New York, it's back to normal. It's like, ah, yeah. it's very oh, encouraging. I saw your stories. Grabe. Yeah, very, very Grabe encouraging. You know, um, it will bounce back, but the, you know, it's a matter of time. Yeah. It might be another six months, might be another one year. You know, but, you know, I think uh, this pandemic also, you know, it's, it, it's, it's tough on everyone. It was tough on me. Um, sure. I was in Shargao a lot because before the pandemic happened, I was constructing a hotel. Yeah. So it's opening now. It's Chargao Bed and Brew. So it's a bed and brewery. Um, but since I wasn't doing much any in Man- I wasn't doing much in Manila because everything's closed. You know, recently in daming lockdowns, well, I'm open, close, open, close. Um, there I was productive. You know, I felt like if I was there, I would, you know, you know, I, I would work more. I would get mm. back into the rhythm of working. Um here because in Manila because all, most of the businesses aren't you know the restaurants are okay like Ebitens actually doing very well but that's managed also with my family so you know I, I'm you know for me I was getting really you know I was getting depressed you know I'll be, I'll be completely honest I was getting very depressed in Manila and, and it affected a lot outside work you know it affected my relationships yeah. you know it's it was a it was a tough time tough time I, you know imagine you were like on a high Growing, everything was working. You were opening one place after the other, and all of a sudden, like boom! You know, nobody, nobody saw this in a Mm -hmm. freaking business plan. Nobody put this out in the business plan that this was going to happen. You know, what do you do in a pandemic? But can you imagine, you know, making so much money in a span of six months, five months, and then losing them so much money in a span of weeks? No. Yeah, that's exactly. on a rug pull. Yeah. Lifestyle, but like you know, Diana. Well, you know, I, I felt like the bars also, you know, you're hanging out with all these people, and you know, it's like you're drinking all the time, you're partying all the time. You know, you you start ano feeling ko medyo baka ulo ko. 
Yeah. Mm. Na feel ko yun, tarang, you know, maybe this is, you know, um, it's, maybe it's also good this happened. You know, kind of humbled me in a way. Mm. Is there is there anything, Marco, that uh, you've learned? Like, uh, how do keep restaurants and bars, I guess, what, pandemic-proof or how to be, what, adaptable, flexible? Yeah, well, I mean, the one that will really save you is the food, you know. it's uh, What I've learned here is if you have a good um, restaurant, if you have a good uh, uh, following with the food, mm. you, you'll be okay because, you know, luckily, their sales are kind of like the same, lakas on deliveries. Um that uh, you know, if you focus on being a bar, you know, you you you, you learn that restaurants' longevity is mm. longer. Yeah, it wouldn't make as much money as a bar right away, pero the lifespan is longer and it can grow as time goes by. Bars are a bit tricky. You know, okay. bars are you, you gotta start hot. If you don't start mm. hot, well, you'll have a hard time. You know, parang you know, a few okay. things I kind of learned. Sige. Marco, do you think uh, Poblacion would uh, regain its glory days despite the pandemic? Or is there still a peak? No. Or you think the peak is Well, I think Poblacion will change. You know, it's not going to be, you know, I mean, this is just me. I could be wrong, but I feel like it's changing. You know, um, it. It's gonna be a bit more tamer. It'll take a while for the whole the old you know party scene to come back. Public nam bookbokan. They were trying to sell me the place and I was like, this is like this is perfect for no cal. You have like VIP area, your aquarium, the new VIP area. But, you know, I was like Solid this is like a proper club. This yeah. is a club club. So I afford Yeah. But a lot of the girly bars are closed. So I don't know if 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 I were to shape Poblacion, like if I had a vision now, yeah. Everyone who did business who closed down, let's move to Burgos, take over all the girly bars, get them out, and be in a place where uh-huh. we're not gonna be complained on. Yeah, you know, where oh. we're we're in a commercial place where people already accepted the fact that it's noisy. You know, the people who live in Burgos, when they move there or they live there, they don't complain because they knew what they were coming into. Yeah. Well, you know, Burgos, uh, what, what's this? Burgos Circle, ba? What? Yeah, Burgos, Burgos Red Burgos. Light. Burgos. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, Red sorry, light. sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to Bobisha. I feel like a lot of other creative um, ideas are, you know, coming about. Yeah. A lot of new restaurants, you know, you see bike mm. shops now, there's a record store now. Um, you know, there's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the, the, the Kumu office is moving into Poblacion. Um, so there's oh, a wow. lot of like these creative places yeah. that are yeah. starting to pop up. And, you know, I feel like the people who used to go to Poblacion, who are diehard Poblacion people, um, are still there. Yeah. Um, but the party scene, that's going to take a while. You know, mm. it might come back. Might be new players now, you know. I might yeah. still dabble on it a bit here and there, but you know, I, I just want to steer the pot. No, I mean, no one ever thought of like creating something that, like, the bang me inuman, the well, like e party or something like that. Meron eh, pero yung problem is, how do you monetize it? Oh, well, it's about, owner, yeah. how, how am I gonna make money if I yeah, do an e party? You know? <laughs> to be honest, it feels stupid. Just, oh. I don't know, listening to a DJ and yeah. dancing by yourself. 
home, iba. Tama, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, pero I mean, we try doing that yung mga live streams, uh-huh. ano, pero in yeah, eh, parang how do we make money? Ano, alam naman bumili sila ng alak sa atin eh, yung tindahan yeah, sa baba lang. You know, so well, what's staying pala. strong in Poblacion si Cornels nandoon pa rin eh. Oh, yun, so, OG, yun. longest business. <laughs> Talaga? Poblacion, Cornels. Ari pinakamatagal doon, Insular Bakery. Insular Bakery. <laughs> They've been there more than 100 years. Damn. They just had their 100-year anniversary, dude. Damn. <laughs> Grabe. Yung Big Mama ba nandoon pa rin? Big Mama? Fuck, I'm not sure. The, the, the chicken place yan, no? In Korean, uh, Korean chicken miles. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Big Sarap Mama might... Sarap beer dun. Oh, I, 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 there was a time I was always in Big Mama. Like, I... Sarap ng publasyon before, eh. Lalo oh, yun yun yun, yung mga times ng bagong kampay. Eh. So, yeah. Nung nakikita ko si Miles, nung marami pa akong mga kasama. <laughs> Sabi, bidang-bida yung dating ko nun, eh. Kaya lumaki ulo ko, eh. Para sa... Oo. Mga kamis yun, bro. Yung sake bombs. Yeah, Saki, Wasaki oh. Wednesdays. Yeah, dude. Oh, wasaki. Wasaki Wednesdays. That was fun. Ikaw ba, Miles, what's your best memory of Poblacion? Like, you, you DJed well, a lot um, there, no? I mean... Yeah. Um, parang for me, in my lens, I've uh, seen siguro yung... Not on Marcos' level, no? But uh, I've seen how it changed a lot then. Nung time na the mainstream crowd was coming in, parang for me, mas naging picky na ako with the places that I go to. Then. So, but I always go to like Nokal, yung uh, Juice Brew. Before ako magigig, pare, dyan ako tumatambay. Just yeah. to like, ano, to, how do you call this? Uh, Get ready. In- internalize. Oh, okay. Internalize. Oh. Internalize. So, so parang iwas mo ng mini-stop, eh, no, Miles? Mga mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> Hindi, parang timing kasi dun eh. Tapos, yun nga, yeah, yung yeah. staff ni Lamarco, yeah. makausapin ka talaga. That was Sino, a very good yeah. ano, place to I, I think, like, ako, to answer your question also, Chins, I think the vibe, yeah. yan yung mamimiss ko sa poblasyon, the vibe. Iba kasi yung vibe dun eh. You know, like, when you go to certain bars, like, you can see artworks sa wall, diba? You could see, you could really see, make culture ba? Not exactly. like, uh, when you go to BGC, mga typical bars dun. You know, it's just parang, Sobrang corporate yung feeling, di ba? Parang walang... Plus, uh, mm-hmm. it's the same type of music for each of the bars. Yo, I mean, in Poblacion, when you go bar hopping, there's a place I forgot what it's called, pero may, may reggae bar din sa taas, di ba? Yeah. Yeah. There's a jazz bar in Attic. Oh. And then mainstreaming ng konti, Pulilia, and then no callus there. Sa yeah. Yeah. Tama, oh, walang tama. ano sa Poblacion, walang guest list, walang... Exactly. Oh. You know, one time yeah, we had these guys, like Chromio came by. You know, we we, uh, we gave it away for free. You know, we, we didn't want to charge people. We, we we didn't make money on it because we just wanted to like give it away for free. Yeah, you know? yeah one with the people. Yeah, that's the that's the culture. You know, that's yeah. the culture that you get with the places in Poblacion. You know, but I agree, Mariko. No, um, probably it might take a different form. Like, parang recently. Parang I see myself in, ano, pumunta ko, nagpupunta ko Kabao Expo. Parang, okay naman. I mean, coffee shops, may mga record bars. Medyo yeah. quiet lang. But, uh, hindi siya poppin. But, ano mo yun? May personality pa rin siya. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Ako personally, I'm not, I'm not giving up on publication. You know, mm. I'm always gonna be there. We're hanging on to our places there. 
but you know i i you know it's at this also like you know i'm i'm also getting to a point where i feel like you know my, my time in life partying every night uh, stay you know it's i i, I got to start like kind of chilling down a bit yeah. that's why i'm i'm doing more stuff in shargao i love shargao mm-hmm. you know um i have a hotel now there that i'm working on and you know sigur so I'll, i'll let you guys know this but we're i'm i'm also going back to new york i'm opening a bar and restaurant in new york um with Fair the up. same partners i have in kampai which is funny so we're we're doing we're trying to you know um do do it in new york you know we we got an opportunity and i i feel like we're we're going to try and see if we can bring that formula to new york and just you know that for us that's the that's the main goal eh? that's the big leagues you know yeah Um, Actually, bro, start... wala ng iglesia doon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta start, yeah, start kind of focusing on other places. I had yeah. I had all my eggs in one basket. It was uh-huh. all Poblacion. And during this pandemic, Poblacion was the hardest hit. Yeah. The hardest oh. All right, sige. So, Marco, thanks very much. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for your thank insights. You, thank you. Um, no worries, if there's anything also. you want to promote, uh, you oh. hotel. Um, well, you know, um, Uh, you know, Ebiten's open for delivery. Fukia is very new. It's a Hong Kong uh, roast uh, type of restaurant. So it's a concept that my mom and my aunt had. Um, you know, we're getting a lot of reviews. So try it out. It's right beside Ebiten. We have Kampai reopening next Wednesday. Um, I don't know if we're going to have DJs yet. Yeah. We're going to start feeling it out first because in Daminere Raid, we got to be really careful. Um, Spirits Library is opening up also very soon. If you guys do make it for Shargao, um, please stay with us. Shargao Bed and Brew opening on November 10th. All right. So All right. Yeah. Okay. Marco, thank you. Always a, a okay, pleasure. Guys. Thank you very Thanks. much. Pleasure, Marco. Listeners, bye bye. Good night.